Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. Cruise Radio is supported by tripinsurance.com, travel insurance policies for every budget. Get a quote today at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Happy to have you here, my friend. Uh, Coming up a little later on in the program, we're going to hear from Craig Kell from Chicago. He just returned from a seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Splendor, and he'll have a full review. He was also part of one of those Carnival Live sailings, so he saw Journey in concert. So we're going to get his full review here in just a little bit. Before we get to our first guest, I want to welcome one of our new show sponsors aboard, which is Cruising Excursions. They're found at Cruising Excursions. Excursions.com, and uh, their shore excursions are up to 60% off cruise line excursions. If you want to find out more, you can go to cruisingexcursions.com or check out the front page of our website, cruiseradio.net, and click on Shore Excursions 101. Uh, a lot of details there as well. All right, let's get to the cruise news. Usually it's Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, but he is jet-setting around the U.S. I think he's in Dallas today, so we have the cruise beat editor of TravelPulse.com, Teresa Norton-Massick. Hello, Teresa. Hello, Doug. Always happy to have you here. And uh, I want to say one thing before we get started here. Thank you for doing this on such short notice. Well, you know what a pleasure it is for me to talk to you, Doug. I'm happy to do it whenever you need me. Well, thank you so much. Uh, So we'll get right to it here, (laughs) and we'll talk about – that was so sincere. Uh, (laughs) We'll jump right to the cruise news here. And uh, the big hot thing on our Facebook page right now is Carnival Cruise Lines. Uh, Now, they're not charging for room service, but uh, what are they doing here? Well, Carnival Cruise – there's been a lot of news on the room service front um, in the past week or two. Carnival is upgrading its room service menu. They're going to continue offering a selection of free items, but they're adding extra items, upgraded items that there will be a charge for. They're doing this as a pilot program. They're going to test it on three ships, Carnival Imagination, Conquest, and Pride, and they just started it this week. But some of those extra things are, for instance, if you're on Carnival, you probably like chicken wings, okay? Mm -hmm. And order chicken wings, if you order those and have them delivered, it'll cost you $5. A chicken quesadilla and guacamole, 5 bucks. Philly cheesesteak, 5 bucks. Pizza, 5 bucks. Spicy fried shrimp with french fries, 6 bucks. So they're testing to see if people do want to get those, you know, those upgraded hot items. The room service menu will still have like seven sandwiches that will be delivered at no cost, um, as well as a couple of basic salads and some desserts and those kind of things. Carnival does encourage, encourage people to tip the room service delivery people, although that's not mandatory, but they do encourage it. So we'll see how that goes. 
I know this is cruise news and not commentary with Doug and Teresa, but uh, do you think you'd pay the $5 for the chicken wings if you were hungover enough? <laughs> <laughs> I do like me some chicken wings. So, yeah, I would think that would be $5 well spent. Yeah, and there's also menu items out there that do not have a surcharge on there. So that's, uh, that's good. Also, uh, while we're on the subject of this, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Norwegians breaking into the room service fee. Yeah, they are. They're trying out a delivery service charge. They call it a convenience charge. They're trying out two different fees, $4.95 on Norwegian Getaway and $7.95 per order on Norwegian Breakaway. And again, this is a test program for an upgraded room service menu. So they're both testing the waters to see how passengers react. And some people have a very negative reaction to this because it's always been free and included in your cruise fare. Um, and other people are like, well, if I want wings, I want wings, and I'll pay for the convenience of having them bring it to my room. So we'll have to see. Yeah, and people have to realize that Norwegian has always had a surcharge from, what, midnight to 5 a.m.? The late night. You know, that's to discourage kids calling in the middle of the night, to discourage waste and that type of thing. And also it's it's more of a convenience when it's the middle of the night, you know, so maybe the fee is more justified at those hours. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if these become permanent. And speaking of Norwegian Cruise Line, they made one of their specialty venues free recently. Yeah, Norwegian has Asian fusion restaurants on 11 of its ships. And starting mid-April, it's going to eliminate the cover charges. They charge $15 for those restaurants. Mm-hmm. And, and these are not the, um, the sushi or the teppanyaki restaurants. They're what they call the Asian fusion restaurants. So like the the noodle bars, you know, the various Asian restaurants. So, yes, yeah, starting in mid-April, no charge for Asian restaurants on 11 Norwegian cruise line ships. Moving on here, you're actually jetting over to the U.K. here in a couple of days to catch the inaugural of uh, Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas. And um, I understand there's a big animal. Now, we saw the magenta bear on Quantum of the Seas. What do they put on top of Anthem? Oh, the Anthem of the Seas got a really, really big giraffe named Gigi, <laughs> which I actually really like even better than the uh, the magenta bear on Quantum. <laughs> it was really funny. It's a very whimsical-looking giraffe, and it's wearing a yellow swimsuit and has a bright pink inner tube around its waist. <laughs> but Royal Caribbean, they they took a video of this huge giraffe. It's 32 feet tall and weighs about four tons, but they created a video showing it being put on a flatbed truck and being driven to the ship and then being lifted by these cranes and put in place on the on the top deck on the ship. It's really pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, Gigi, very whimsical and also will serve to help you figure out which ship you're looking at because uh, Anthem is a sister to the Quantum. So now the Quantum will have the big bear and the Anthem has the big giraffe. And sister to the Anthem is going to be Ovation of the Seas. And Royal Caribbean just announced where that ship is heading. Yeah, you know, when it comes out, it's heading right to China. And we've heard a lot. We've discussed a lot about all the interest in China and its potential as you know, becoming the largest cruise market in the world. But after it does an inaugural season in China, it's going to another burgeoning market, which is Australia. So that will be in winter 2016-17. Ovation of the Seas will head down to Sydney, Australia. And Royal Caribbean already will have four other ships in Australia that season. What's also interesting is Princess Cruises just announced today that it's going to put another ship in Australia. So the Emerald Princess will move down there. Um, making it the fifth ship. It'll have five ships in Australia down under in the 2016-17 
um, season. So we're seeing a lot of a lot of growth, not only in China, but also in Australia. Also, Carnival Cruise Line making some changes in the Caribbean. So give us the latest on the whole movement where Carnival's putting magic and all that. Well, it's going to Port Canaveral, leaving Galveston and go to Port Canaveral. Um, so Port Canaveral will get a newer, bigger Carnival ship, and I'm sure they're very excited about it. It's interesting because Carnival's putting Carnival Breeze over in Galveston, so it looks like Carnival is pretty bullish on the Gulf right now. Yeah, they are. And um, what's interesting is when we were in Galveston a couple weeks ago, Jim Barra, one of the Carnival's top executives, says it's kind of interesting. Um, Galveston and Port Canaveral ranked as the second and third largest home ports behind Miami for Carnival, which was a little surprising to me. They sort of switch between second and third, depending on what time of year. Certain times of year, Port Canaveral and the Orlando area just booms. So very interesting, but those are very important home ports for Carnival. They're moving ships and just trying to find the right formula. Of course, Carnival's concert series at sea doing really well. They just announced their 2015 summer and fall concert series. What's the latest, Teresa? I'm actually a very big fan of the Carnival Live program. They bring these name bands and performers onto the cruise ships to perform in the theater, which seats about a thousand, give or take. So this fall and this summer and fall, we have the band Perry. We have Boston, one of my favorites from back in the day. Lionel Richie, Hart, another one of my favorites. Um, those are among the bands, um, the new band scheduled. Um, and, and what's so great about this is you go see these performers in a theater that's so small and intimate. The tickets cost you 35 to $75, which is nothing if you've priced a lot of these concerts on land in the huge arenas nowadays. Um, but also you can get VIP tickets for 125 to 250 and these give you seating in the first couple rows for the concert. You get a meet and greet and a photo with the performer in advance before the show. Um, overall, I'm just a big fan of Carnival Live, and I really think more people should check it out. It's a great way to see one of your favorite bands, a lot of them from back when, a lot of them very popular right now. We just love her to pieces. Teresa Norton Massick, Cruise Beat Editor of TravelPulse.com. Teresa, my dear, great talking to you. Thanks for being here, and have a good day. Safe travels over to Europe, too. Hey, it was all my pleasure. Thank you, Doug. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. When is your next cruise? Where are you going? And what are you going to do once you get there? Market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com offers savings up to 60% offshore excursions versus cruise line prices. Whether it's private, shared, scenic, historic, or family tours, CruisingExcursions.com has up to 12,000 excursions in over 700 ports worldwide, like Rome, Vatican City, St. Petersburg, in which we include the visas, Sydney, and Jamaica, just to name a few. You can even bundle your excursions for more savings. Make your next vacation affordable and unforgettable by visiting CruisingExcursions.com. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. 
How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. We always love getting your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net, like Craig from Chicago. He just got back from a seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Splendor from Miami, and he joins us on the line. Hello, Craig. Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me uh, back on the show. It's always pleasurable to be uh, on Cruise Radio. Before we get on board Carnival Splendor, let's take a step back and uh, what, give me your pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to sail Carnival Splendor? So the, the Carnival Splendor had a great itinerary. We just got off a cruise in December. One of the, the major uh, aspects of the cruise that uh, the Splendor offered was course, uh, the Carnival Live Journey. The band were going to be on it. So that was one of the major influences for booking this uh, this cruise. And then, like I said, the ports were absolutely amazing, too. Those are the major uh, you know, pre-cruise decisions. So you fly into Miami from Chicago. You get to the cruise port. So how was embarkation from Port Miami? One of my favorite ports to uh, embark on. It literally, we left the hotel. We got to the, the cruise port. Uh, you know, the porter took our bags. We're platinum guests. So we are embarkation is a little bit different from the general embarkation, but pretty much uh, we we got through the Megatrons and uh, went to the captain's lounge. Uh, by then, around 1130, they were already embarking the ship. Then uh, we just got our room keys and then proceeded right through everything and uh, got right on the boat. So we were from, you know, getting to the port to getting on the ship was about 25 minutes. Nice. Sailing. Yeah, very good. So you stepped foot on Carnival Splendor. What were your first impressions? Stepping aboard, uh, being on a lot of the Carnival ships, you know, that first wow moment, getting on deck three, mm-hmm. you know, walking in the atrium, you know, the elevators, the music, you know, just the atmosphere. It kind of brings you on that relaxation mode that, hey, you're on vacation now, time to get things going. And, uh, yeah, absolutely beautiful atrium on the Carnival Splendor. And it was just a great first impression. So you make your way through the public areas and into your stateroom. So first off, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions of it? As being seasoned cruisers with Carnival, we've done everything from aft balconies to interiors to suites. So on this cruise, it was a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, it was a full ship. So it was a sold-out ship, and we did a ocean view cabin. It was absolutely great. There was three of us on the cruise, so... 
Uh, what's nice about the ocean view gives you that little extra room uh, from an interior. So the room was great, great location, uh, just filled all our needs. We don't spend too much time in the room, Doug, but uh, it definitely suited our our, uh, our travel needs. What part of the ship were you in? Aft on uh, deck two. Because it was a journey cruise, the price tag was a little bit up there. Spring break was right there. So we said, hey, you know, the ocean view is the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the food aboard Carnival Splendor. Now, this ship has not undergone Fun Ship 2.0 yet. So we're not going to find the guy's burger joint, the Blue Iguana Cantina, and all of that stuff. But uh, they have a couple of samplings on there. So what were your thoughts of the food? Let's start at the Lido deck and work our way down. Yeah, so they didn't get the 2.0 food upgrade, but still... You know, a lot of great memories. I've been on a few of the other Carnival ships that have the 2.0, and I had the expectations of, you know, seeing some of those new venues. But uh, great classics from Carnival, you know. What a difference between a Guy Burger and a Carnival Burger <laughs> on the Lido deck. They're still great. You know, brought back a lot of great memories having that burger on the Lido deck. And, uh, you know, the, the, the food venues were still up to par. Great buffet still. Uh, on the Lido deck 10, on deck 10, they had, uh, the rotisserie up there. And I, mm. you know, as a specialty area on the ship. And I never had, you know, usually I try to go to those specialty areas on the Lido deck and whatnot. And the rotisserie was a nice change, uh, on the, on the, on this cruise. And then just going through, even uh, going down to formal dining, uh, you know, uh, at six o'clock was our dining time. It was great to have the traditional dining experience. You know, I was, you know, familiar with the, the American table and the American feast and whatnot. Uh, but really they're all classics. It was great seeing it, you know, never get bored of those great table options and whatnot. So I really enjoyed the food on the ship. It was top notch as usual with any carnival cruise. Did you get a chance to eat in the, uh, the what is it called, the Pinnacle Supper Club, the steakhouse? Yes. Our tradition usually is to do the steakhouse on the last night of our cruise, kind of as a kickoff farewell. And, uh, yeah, we absolutely did the Pinnacle Steakhouse. It was great. Uh, you know, you get your appetizers, you get your main course, you get your dessert. And uh, we did that the last night. I think, you know, for the $35 coverage charge per person, you really can't beat it. The food is, you know, you think how the food can be even better than the dining room. It's even better upstairs in the Pinnacle Steakhouse. Uh, yeah, so I got the lobster tail up there at the steakhouse, and it was just spot on. Very nice. So let's talk about the entertainment aboard Carnival Splendor, because not only was there Journey on there, which we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but uh, there was other entertainment as well. What do you think of the general overall entertainment aboard Carnival Splendor? You know, a little bias here. You know, uh, I've done kind of the whole go to the main lounge during after dinner and go enjoy the show. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't done that that much on this uh, this recent cruise on the Splendor, but, you know, I got to enjoy all the music around the public areas on the Lido deck. As always, live music, hearing the instruments and the people singing. It's a really nice change from sitting in your car listening to a radio. So, yeah, entertainment. I saw they had Cat in the Hat on this ship, too, <laughs> which was, you know, they did their parade and everything and their green eggs and ham. It actually deb uh, debuted on Carnival Splendor in December of 2013 up there in New York. And they have the they have the Seuss at Sea breakfast there or the brunch, which has like the green eggs and ham and all kinds of goose juice and all this 
interesting uh, <laughs> Dr. Seuss concoctions there. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Good to see Dr. Seuss back at sea again. You're right. Uh, let's talk about Carnival Journey or Carnival Live where you saw Journey on board. How was that experience? Because Journey played Florida uh, before he went on board your ship. And they sold out four different cities, four different nights in Florida. So I can only imagine seeing Journey in a thousand seat venue versus sixteen thousand seats had to be amazing. Yeah, it tickled me pink, Doug. Uh, so I saw Journey in Chicago in September of 2014, and I always try to see them at least once a year. They were going on Carnival. I said it had to be done. So. Uh, yeah, the whole process was great. The show was, you know, I don't think Journey throws shows very often with a venue of a thousand people. So we, we knew it was like a once in a lifetime kind of like that private atmosphere concert. And you can't really, can't beat venue of uh, the lounge too on a carnival ship. It, there's not a bad seat on that lounge and all that. We ended up doing the VIP passes pretty much. We started lining up seven o'clock. They told us to meet at a lounge. From there, we got whisked away inside the lounge once everyone was checked in. Then you got in another line. And from there, there was about 100 VIPs. We only had a photo op opportunity, so we had no time for signatures and kind of like chit-chat mm-hmm. uh, because the show was starting around 9 o'clock. Carnival Live's team and crew had a very seamless process going through. We got our pictures. Then once that happened, we went down to the show lounge. They had an area roped off for VIPs, for people who brought that package. And then from there... You know, not shortly after the concert started, and it was just absolutely amazing. They sang all their greatest hits. If you were a True Journey fan, you would have been there. You would have uh, enjoyed every second of it. About 30 minutes later, they walked off the ship. Everybody who was on their balconies in the Lido deck, peering over the ledge, (laughs) yelled, screamed. You know, only in St. Thomas. Yeah, only in St. Thomas. They hopped in their... uh, uh, motorcade and they took off and uh, I'm sure they got a, a good sleep in because they, they they gave a great show. Let me ask you this, being a Journey fan like you are, because I'm a little bit jaded uh, having been in radio for 13 years. So, like, was it worth paying the extra money to get a photo with them and to meet them? I'm, I'm bipartial. I, I love Journey. So the, the VIP tickets were $250 a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they were well within market value. So I didn't see that Carnival over-marketed uh, the price tag. So I thought it was a great time to get in there. You know, having a little bit more time with them would have been nice, but I think there was just too many sure. too many of us to have more of an interaction. But the concert by far, we were front row center, you know, and it was just perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get back to Carnival Splendor now and talk about uh, the outdoor areas, because one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves during sea days. Now, that's both indoor and outdoor. So uh, how were the outdoor areas on your sea days? This ship was sold out, so it was filled to capacity. And I thought it flowed very nicely. What was really unique to this ship, you know, as I learned more about the Splendor, was, hey, this is the only class ship for Carnival that was designed like this. You know, I kind of like the Lido deck. It had great flow to it. It had that upper seating area, which was nice. During our cruise, we had the best weather that you can expect for a cruise. The weather was in the 90s. The sun was out. Not one single drop in the sky. So really, the flow of the ship for being a full ship and, you know, the layout, kind of the unique design of the Splendor, 
uh, it really worked, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I wish Carnival probably did a little bit more of that layout, but hey, you know, yeah. it, it still worked. Nice. Uh, let's go back to the food for a second. Did they have tasting bar on board the ship? They did have a tasting bar. I, I unfortunately did not go to the tasting bar. Okay. Uh, you know, it's kind of a banker hours for that to a certain <laughs> degree, but yeah, yeah. But they did have a tasting bar, and, uh, you know, I did walk past it a couple times when it was open. Definitely a hot spot. Everybody loves trying those, you know, unique bits over there. Real quick, Craig, what ports did you hit, and which one was your favorite? Yeah, so we hit Nassau, St. Thomas, San Juan, and Grand Turks. All great locations, all great stops for shopping and relaxing. My, of course, my favorite is St. Thomas. Emerald Beach, I get off the ship, I find a taxi, and I tell them to bring me to Emerald Beach because it is the best beach in all of St. Thomas, in my opinion. Hopefully, I don't jade anybody, and next time I go, there's going to be thousands of people there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's really, truly a piece of paradise over there. Had he been there, done that tips for Carnival Splendor? Carnival Splendor, like, uh, I think, you know, as a unique whole, you know, with any cruise, you know, enjoy what you want to do on your cruise. There's, you know, everything under the sun. You can participate in all these activities or you could just find a lounge chair and relax. You know, definitely try that steakhouse experience and, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, explore the ship because there's a lot of little hidden areas that I still didn't get to see, you know, in those seven days. Nice. I like that deck 10. You said there was a rotisserie up there because most ships have the, what is it, uh, fish and chips up there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love the fish and chips, but it was like a southern, you know, kind of like plate up there. You can get your corn on the cob, nice. your mac and cheese <laughs> and your chicken. Yeah, it was a pretty cool experience finding that gem. I love it, Craig. We have 30 seconds left. Give me your final thoughts of Carnival Splendor. Final thoughts on the Carnival Splendor. It was a great ship. Would I sail it again? Absolutely. Uh, the decor wasn't eye-popping like the other carnival ships, which is unique, I think. And uh, just just overall, you know, very relaxing vacation, smooth sailing, and uh, don't stop believing. Very well. We've been talking with Craig Kell from Chicago about his seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Splendor. Sounds like a good time. Uh, Craig, my friend, thank you for being here. Stay warm, and we'll talk soon. My pleasure, Doug. Thanks for having me. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer. Hey, Houston, Khan's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building. Visit cons today and find out what invincible feels like.